Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must-read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold. Food and Beverage Magazine Live, bringing food and beverage to life with your hosts, James Beard Award winner Jennifer English and Food and Beverage Magazine publisher Michael Politz. Featuring leaders in the hospitality, branded food and beverage, and CPG industries, many of whom are Jennifer and Michael's friends in the business. For an informal and informative conversation where friends in the business share the latest intel, ideas, and best practices. Live, juicy inside scoop from the tastemakers, newsmakers, bread bakers, drink shakers, spoon lickers, clam diggers, farms, foodies, and friends of the food and beverage magazine world. Here are your hosts, Jennifer English and Michael Politz. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the future of food. I'm Jennifer English. I'm thrilled you're here. This is one of those days where we get to open your eyes because people have been working really excitedly, passionately, and powerfully to bring us what the future of food is going to taste like. It's the kind of food we want to give our kids. It's the kind of food we want someone to have made for ourselves. What if I told you one of the most popular products that exists in our food world is actually one of our big problems? What if the most ubiquitous items we have on our tables and in our refrigerators is actually someplace hidden with loaded sugars and other ingredients you really don't want to be giving your family? What if I told you that there was somebody who's been tirelessly at work with their team to pack a quarter pound of vegetables into every bottle of ketchup that they sell? This all of a sudden is starting to sound very exciting to me. I want you to know that they've got zero sugar, a quarter pound of vegetables, including more than just red ripe tomatoes in the ketchup that really makes my French fries happy. And yes, I am one of those foodies who still will unabashedly and proudly love my French fries. I share them liberally. And if you're ever at my table, chances are good. You'll have a French fry with me. I just got back from South by Southwest and I sat at many tables with celebrated chefs and foodies. And we did just that. We see people going the extra mile and we're really thrilled that True Made Foods is here with us today. And I am so honored to have Abe Kmark on as the CEO and founder of True Made Foods. He is literally cutting the sugar in all of our favorite condiments, including some of the spicy ones where you probably didn't even know there was as much sugar as there is. I am thrilled. As a mom, I'm thrilled. And as a foodie, I'm thrilled. Abe, first of all, welcome. And second of all, thank you. Or maybe you should have said thank you first. No, Jennifer, thank you. Thanks for having me here. And thanks for spreading the word. We really appreciate it. So um, you're doing a great job. So, Tell me a little bit about where we are in this dynamic, changing food world. We've just had, you know, Natural Products Expo. We've got all these shows and events happening over the next few months. The restaurant show, the Beard Awards. We're in this state of really dynamic shift in our industry. 
but you guys have been at this a little while and you've been part of this shift. Can you give us a weather report about the food world right now following the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think what you got to realize is what happens in the food world is that there's lots of fads all the time. And so there's always something that's always hot coming up. And, you know, 2019, it was CBD. Um, 2021, you know, unfortunately, 2022, it's probably plant-based, um, which I think is plant-based is very important. It, you know, we're excited and we support it that it should be moving forward. But, you know, it's probably a little bit bigger than it claims to be. I mean, it's a little smaller than it claims to be. Um, the... So you get these fads and you get this excitement and then it fizzles out. Um, you know, 2018, 2017, you saw kombucha and cold brew coffee, et cetera. And they don't quite fizzle and they don't go away, but they're not as big as the hype leads up to be. Um, but there's one thing that is continually consistent and that's where you really just got to follow the nutrition science. And that's with sugar and no added sugar products. Um, I mean, the science just points again and again and again to sugar as being one of the major problems with the standard American diet. And it's, it's clear standard american diet is terrible for people it's killing people um it is it's and the culprits the part of the standard american diet that makes a difference is um, highly processed food and especially the added sugars um, both in the form of uh, fructose from high fructose corn syrup or agave or juices like apple juice and pineapple juice and and from cane sugar which is 50 percent fructose right and so just terrible for you um you know the nutrition science has been obfuscated for decades uh thanks to a lot of um bad nutrition data and a bad um bad actors you know pumping money into the system to try to you know confuse people um pushing the calorie as a calorie and myth um really you know at the end of the day it is it's coming down to highly processed foods and sugars and how they affect our body and that's what's causing cancer that's what's causing heart disease what's causing diabetes gout and all kinds of uh, numerous diseases um, even causes you to age faster um, and, you know, probably is cause of ADHD, um, obesity, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, that's what we see. We're playing the long game here. We think um, no sugar is the long-term trend. Um, we think in by 10 years from now, people would be, be treating sugar like smoking. I think it's the next smoking. Um, in fact, it probably does more damage or did more damage from um, healthcare to people's health than smoking. Um, so it's going to be, uh, this is where we're pushing forward and this is what we want to be the leader in, um, both in educating people about that and giving them, you know, opportunity. Um, you know, as a parent, I got four kids. Um, this is what drove me to start the business because I just wasn't seeing this being pushed forward. What I saw when I first got into the natural foods industry in 2013, 2014, um, I was excited about the changes that were happening towards better for you eating. Um, but what I didn't like seeing was this focus on, you know, people were taking out preservatives, but they're leaving the sugar in and sugar is a great preservative. And so it gives companies the ability to be able to say, oh, we're a clean label product, but you're still loaded with sugar. And ketchup was one of those key products that I had the biggest problem with. Right. Um, as a parent, you know, we were trying to eat healthy, but, you know, we're still going to have French fries. We sell burgers. Um, and I think that's one of those things where the nutrition has been really confused. Most people are confused. They think the burger is bad for you, but really depending on where the burger comes from, but um, it can be actually really good for you. And it's really the ketchup that you're putting on it that's much worse. And same with the French fries. Um, it depends how the French fries are made. But, you know, if you're making your own French fries at home or if you're going someplace that's chopping and making their own fries, you know, and using a clean oil, then, you know, the French fries are probably pretty good for you. And it's the ketchup that is the worst part of that meal. And that's because you're just dipping it in high fructose corn syrup or even cane sugar if you're using. And um, 
you got to understand how much sugar is in this product. Like a ketchup, um, a tablespoon of ketchup, which is a standard serving size, has a teaspoon of sugar, four grams of sugar in it. So every time you put a serving of ketchup on, you are adding a teaspoon of sugar to whatever food you're eating. And, and um, you would no more pick up a teaspoon and sprinkle sugar all over your food. Right. That's essentially what people are doing. That's exactly what they're doing. Ago, we began showing dramatic examples of how much sugar was in our beverages. And that led to some massive changes in beverage regulation, I'm going to call it, if not outright uh, statutes and laws in some places, and the banning of the biggest gulps there are <clears throat> as a source of, you know, unintended obesity. But there is something beloved. I don't know too many people who want to give up their ketchup, their sriracha, or their hot sauce. And there's just... I think a big shock for people to realize there's as much sugar in this as there is. I, I want you to take us back. 2013, 2014, where did you come from to make so, this effort for us? Because this is, this is one of those great 10-year success stories. You've been doing this for almost a decade. Um, but you are really one of the pioneers as well. But I want to go back to that pivotal moment when you said this has to change and that change has to come from me. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, uh, we were living overseas. I'm former Navy. Um, but I've been out for a while. I've been out since 2000. I was a Navy pilot. I, I got out in 2008, got my MBA and we lived overseas in emerging markets for a long time. We were living in the middle East, all kinds of places, um, got into agriculture, things like that. And then when we moved back to the U S in 2013, I was hired by a charity to be their kind of, um, in-house entrepreneur, their director of innovation to uh, launch products for them. And I did a coffee, a social impact coffee for them. And that got me into the kind of the food space and seeing what was happening. And um, right after about a year, year and a half of doing that, the charity actually, the coffee was doing really well and the charity ran out of money and they let everybody go. And so that was kind of my impetus for starting my own company and you know, saying, you know what, maybe this is a sign that I need to do something myself. And uh, it, I picked ketchup randomly and I never thought I would have, if you told me 10 years ago, I would have started a ketchup company, I would have told you you're crazy um, because you know, at the time I hated ketchup. I thought ketchup is red sugar. You know, it's red corn syrup is what I called it. It was awful. Um, yeah, I'm much more a hot sauce person. And uh, but I have four kids and my kids were not listening to me at all, especially if you ever try to argue with a five year old about this. Um, they were pouring ketchup over everything. It didn't matter what I grilled um, or what I smoked out. And they, they were just put, put ketchup on it. And uh you know, if you've seen kids eat ketchup, you realize that they are eating more ketchup than whatever they're putting on it, too. Um, and so I realized this was a major problem and I was losing these battles at the dinner table night after night. So I wanted to win the war and make a better ketchup. Um, the way I got the idea is somebody gave me the idea of putting veggies in ketchup as a way to hide more veggies in the food. And I thought, well, that's one brilliant because I do that all the time as a parent anyway. And two, I was like, that could actually be a way to cut the sugar out um, because I grew up learning how to cook with my mom um, and my mom is a Sicilian. So we, I learned how to cook pasta sauce at like a really early age. And, um, you know, we, we did it constantly. We were always cooking sauce and always had sauce in the freezer ready to go. Um, it was a, you know, it was a weekly staple. And uh, my mom always said only lazy Italians use sugar. You got to use carrots as a natural sweetener. That's what cuts the acidity of the tomato is the carrots and the carrots and the onion in the, in the sauce. And so I just kind of always, grew up believing that, that like, 
if uh, if I, you see a cook in a savory, you're cooking a savory dish and adding sugar to it, that means they're just they're just being lazy. They're just cutting corners, trying to make their stuff taste better, and not really putting the work in, you know, to really use the real flavors of the right. food. Um, and so I thought if that works for pasta sauce, maybe it'll work for ketchup too. Um, and it did. We got lucky. We used carrot and butternut squash initially to make a low sugar ketchup in 2015, 2016. And um, <clears throat> it was a 50% less sugar ketchup. And we were, that was wow. really excited about that. And then um, by 2018, which is really when the company started to grow, because um, the first few years we were just kind of figuring things out. Um, in 2018, we were able to launch a no sugar ketchup. You know, we figured out that Apple, Basically, we were experimenting with lots of different foods to figure out fruit purees and vegetable purees to see what kept its sweetness, fiber, and texture with cooking, but without adding extra flavor. And you found that carrots are great for that. Like carrots, you know, add that, they don't add that. When you cook a carrot, it doesn't retain a carrot flavor. And apple does the same thing. So apple and butternut squash, the winter squashes, do a great job with that too. And so that's how we were able to make our no-sugar ketchup. And um, it was a really, it was a huge moment for us. I was really excited when we first launched it. Um, of course, it, having a great product is not enough. You really have to kind of build it out and, you know, build awareness and make sure people know about it. Um, so it's been a slow, it's been a grind since then, you know, and we're so where do you make waiting. your great ketchup? Um, we have some different co-packers that we use that we have great contracts with. So great partners. Um, we were making it in North Carolina where we source a lot of our vegetables um, and we just launched a new location in Cincinnati, Ohio. So we have two places making it right now because the oh, demand fantastic. is growing so fast. And of course, um, Kroger's located there and all the people yeah. in the grocery stores are loving what you're doing because they, like all of us, see the writing on the wall. Better is just better. There's lots of explanations of better and lots of reasons why better is better. Um, but do we really mind those as much as we just want to make sure that what we're giving our family, what we're making possible is actually just better. Will you talk about the line that you've created and how as the doorway to the condiment section of my refrigerator, it wasn't just ketchup that was as guilty. In fact, there were many products. I mean, ketchup we know is a little bit sweet and we love it and it's, you know, it's, it's only recently been overtaken by salsa as our number one national identity condiment, right? But, right? but there are other things that were actually as guilty of hiding sugar in our diets. And as we became foodies and used more flavor, we were inadvertently adding more sugar too. Can you talk a little bit about what you realized beyond the ketchup bottle? Yeah, the two immediate ones that we saw were obviously barbecue, barbecue sauce. Um, you know, barbecue is so Americana. It is probably the, it should be the national dish of America, barbecue. Um, it's uh, incredible. So, but barbecue has gone from being something that is, uh, you know, could be incredibly healthy. It's, it's healthier cuts of meat. You know, it's leaner meats with a lot of collagen, uses a lot of apple cider vinegar, really great spices like turmeric and sage and hot pepper and black pepper. And it's just become a junk food um, over the last few decades as everybody's just adding more and more sugar. It's like there's a competition to add more sugar to it. And if you look at the leading barbecue sauces, especially the ones sold in food service, um, they should be sold with insulin. Like they are just loaded with corn syrup. Um, the leading barbecue sauce out there, um, the number one in both grocery and in food service, has uh, more four times more sugar per ounce than a Coca-Cola. Wow. Like, and Coca-Cola is almost nothing but sugar. 
All right, but at least Coca-Cola has water. Like this barbecue sauce is basically brown corn syrup in a bottle. I mean, wow. undoubtedly, there's nothing else in it. It's terrible for you. Um, and a lot of these barbecue sauces, you look at the the ingredient label, it goes on for like the you know the entire list. You know, the ingredient label will be you know four or five inches long, and they'll list different types of sugar the entire time. They'll put brown sugar, they'll put corn syrup, they'll put honey, they'll put pineapple juice. Um, so it's just a it's just become a terrible thing. And you know, we thought barbecue needs to be fixed so um in 2017 2018 you know i wanted to get into barbecue and barbecue sauces but i didn't want to be the face of it myself because you know as much as i try with my smoker i am not a, a real professional pit master uh, much yes. more of an amateur professional right or professional if you're a navy amateur. pilot friend i know you can put your mind to do anything and that that is just <laughs> going to be the next thing you succeed at because i can tell based on how yummy everything you're already doing is that you will in fact get there. And when you do, it will be my great honor to come and, uh, and uh, join you in your pit at your table. Appreciate that. I want to get back to that and say, it's really important to remember that when you have these cultural traditions that are rooted authentically in things that include sugar, that they also finish with balance, bitter, sour, salty, and sweet. You have to have more of those in every single bite to get the pleasure and satisfaction. Barbecue is masterful and it's really brilliant at doing that because it gets those bitter notes. There are very few elements of, of cuisine in North America where we get that bitter note to get that balance. How did you approach the idea of recreating and empowering a new version of that barbecue balance without the essential the sugar. Don't have sugar. What? I mean, this is this to me is more triumphant than the ketchup, to be quite honest. Thank you. Well, I mean, we we didn't well, one, we I reached out to Ed Mitchell, you know, who's on our bottles, uh, Ed and Ryan Mitchell. Um Ed's a legend in barbecue, and I, I wanted to reach out to him. And I we were I was lucky that they were at a point where they wanted to work with me and in their lives. And Ed was also just diagnosed as pre-diabetic, so he was really excited about the idea of cleaning up barbecue um, and cleaning up you know the uh, the the diet that his uh, that his family and his culture had been like consuming for so long. Um, and he realized that it really the sugar had really only crept in in the last two generations, um, and that. You know, his grandparents didn't eat like this and they lived longer. They didn't have the chronic diseases that he and his brothers were, were suffering from so on. I mean, this is something that has been changed. So really, we're just taking barbecue back. We're taking barbecue back to its roots. We're taking a lot of our food. Our, our, we, we think of ourselves as modern as innovators that go backwards, right? Um, you know, we're, we're oh, pushing something that. forward. You have the best lines. I have to tell you, <laughs> I, I'm a word person. I am loving every single one of these lines you're throwing down. I feel like, you know... I'm waving a white word flag. You are like just nailing all of these things. I love this innovative by going backwards. Yeah. I mean, so barbecue didn't used to have all the sugar in it. I mean, especially if you go back far enough, far enough, any, no food had that much sugar in it a hundred years ago. It was expensive and hard to get. And, you know, barbecue right. is a poor man's food. Um, you know, that's how barbecue came out it's from slaves, you know, learning how to uh, cook with something like a pork shoulder because that's what they were given. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, it was acid and spices and, and quality cooking and learning how to be patient with the fire. Um, and, you know, uh, what Ed and Ryan have been telling me from the back end, from what they've been seeing, 
you know, is that like the pitmasters these days, the so-called pitmasters, a lot of them just get lazy and, you know, they inject their meat with apple juice and orange juice and they pretend like, you know, they're doing something, but they're just really just trying to turn in barbecue into McDonald's. Right. And uh, so, it, you know, it's an easily repeatable, um, you know, flavor and you got to see it over and over again. Um, something that can be repeatable that anybody can do. Um, and that's what they push forward. Um, it doesn't take this. They're taking the skill out of it and they're going to the lowest common denominator with the taste and the flavor. Um, we we just uh, got a comment from one of our viewers, Miriam Noval from um, the tea salon and high tea today said that she loves barbecue with really crisp iced teas. Um, I have to ask um, oh, Max Tucci from the legendary uh, Max Tucci has a brand new book coming out called The Delmonico Way. His family was the famous operators of Delmonico's restaurant in New York's purveyors oh, of some of the greatest cuisine in the world and, and some of the best food ideas of the generation. Um, I love that we have such great friends watching. Let's talk a little bit about how much more friendly and pairing friendly your condiments and products make the food we share with our friends and how it's possible to take our cues from your flavor profiles to the rest of the meal. It's a small step in a sense because nobody ever says, oh, come on over for ketchup. Well, I'm making ketchup for dinner tonight. But it's actually very essential thinking for us to ask you if we start with something like the ketchup in terms of how it's going to redefine the flavor profile of my approach to my food and to the approach of my flavor philosophy, how is this actually shifting how I'm going to approach the rest of my meal? Yeah, I mean, what, a, what we want you to think about is like everything, all the ingredients going into your meal and to be, you know, just be more mindful of everything. And that's kind of our whole goal as a business. And what we want to do is we, we don't want to, we don't want to take away the backyard grill. We don't want to take away um, chicken nuggets. We don't want to take away French fries or anything like that, like many, uh, people are pushing towards. Um, it's about using the right ingredients and the right processes and how the food is made. Um, and I think we try to prove that with our ketchup and barbecue sauces that we think our ketchup and barbecue sauces are almost like one for one in the mm -hmm. way that they can replace um, the conventional products um, from a flavor standpoint. Um, the flavor is slightly different, but it is still that that recognizable flavor. We're not asking anybody to make any major sensory sacrifices. And, right. you know, the way I test this out is for the ketchup, at least is on five-year-olds, like on my kids and stuff like that. You know, I would say a five-year-old is the most honest arbiter about anything food. Like they're never going to lie to you or pretend that they like something that they don't. Um, so, uh, you know, that's how we test it out. And as long as you're hitting those kind of those, um, you know, ketchup is a great product because it's a perfect balance of that umami, salty and sweet. And um, you really have to hit that just right to have that ketchup flavor. And, you know, we think we get that. Um, we're constantly trying to refine. We just, our newest product, now that we have a, a bigger co-packer with uh, more high shear pumps, we're getting, you know, a finer and finer um, uh, uh, feel to it too. So it gets closer to that real mouth texture of ketchup. Um, but with our goal is to show you that you can still have these amazing comfort food types of uh, feelings um, but without any of that guilt that goes with it. Um, and again, it goes back to like, you know, people have been eating French fries and hamburgers and barbecue and, you know, all kinds of comfort food um, for 
you know, centuries. Um, and it's really only in the last like 50 years that these foods have been making us sick and obese and killing us. Um, and that's because of what is being put into it and the processing and things. Like so we just have to, we can have these amazing comfort foods. You know, we, you, know, you can have your mac and cheese, you can have your, your um, awesome barbecue, you can have your hamburgers and you can have your pork shoulder or your chopped pork or your ribs. Uh, it's just all about how you eat it and the processes that go into it. Um, so hey, you don't know this, but I am a, a survivor of a rare form of kidney cancer. And I'm paying a lot of attention and have been, and I recommend all the time to people, surviving is great, but you shouldn't have to get to that point to realize that we have to pay much different and better attention to our food. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been a foodie since, well, my whole life. But what I know now is that sugar is one of those things that is almost universally looked at as being a cause agent of all the inflammation, disease, cancers, et cetera. For somebody to say, I love you enough to take the sugar out of the food that you love, to give you back the foods that you love, to have 100% flavor and zero sugar is a gift to the food world. And it's just a way of saying, I see you and you really matter to me and I'm going to do everything I can to take care of you when you're in my house. But if I can't bring you to my house and you're instead going to bring my products to your house, then when I'm in your house, I'm going to take care of you that same way. Your products do that. Talk a little bit about what it feels like to see your products expanding in their distribution, landing in more and more homes and restaurants, landing on more plates, landing on more French fries, landing on more fingers and faces, Talk about how it feels to see the impact of your product and your team's work. Well, I mean, like, this is a hard, hard business. So this is what keeps me going every single day is like just getting, you know, positive feedback from customers constantly and them telling us that they love the product or that they've completely switched over. Um, my favorite yeah, my favorite emails are from people who, uh, you know, either were, were have struggling with some type of health system, health problem, and they found our products and, you know, been able to eat much better and been going back to barbecue or something like that. Or, um, or people from Pittsburgh telling me that they love the, our ketchup too, which is huge and that they've switched because those are the hardest people to switch over. Um, but, uh, we, yeah, so we, we absolutely love that. It just kind of keeps what keeps us going. And, you know, it's our big goal. You know, we want to build a company that is going to be we think the ketchup and barbecues are going to be huge. Um, the sriracha is also a big thing. We, we really want to keep pushing that. And our mustards, our new mustards that have veggies in them, our, our honey mustard is out of this world. And it's like, um, um, it tastes like a Chick-fil-A honey mustard, but it's, you know, much, much cleaner for you, obviously. And um, Look at those. That's so fantastic. Now, where are these delicious products available? And by the way, it is coming into ballpark uh, season, and I can imagine how much safer and... Um, you know, in the baseball sense, uh, but, but um, healthier, my ballpark experience is going to be this year while I'm watching the games coming back uh, with those condiments. I'm a big baseball fan. I grew up in New England, but I have to tell you of all the things I've been excited about with true made foods and your incredible 100% flavor, zero sugar products is making my own cocktail sauce for shrimp cocktails with your ketchup. It is irresistible a squeeze of lemon some really nice 
fresh, kosher horseradish, brightens it all up, grinds of fresh black pepper, and then a little zest of the lemon as well, my shrimp are dancing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is awesome. I love that. Yeah, we love uh, love some good cocktail sauce too and on some good shrimp and that's always a good way to go. But yeah, we're really excited because yeah, we have two ballparks. We launched in two ballparks, major league ballparks last, last season in 2021. So 2022 is going to be kind of the first real season um, uh, so we have Fenway. So our products are exclusive in Fenway with the Boston Red Sox. Um, great front office that really like looks forward and, you know, really thinks, I think Boston has just become one of these new foodie towns. Um, it's really not that Southie town anymore. They, you know, they're, they're really looking for something better. Um, and, um, and we're also in, in, I'm here in Northern Virginia. So we're in Washington Nationals Stadium too. Um, you know, our local thing. Wherever the official but not exclusive, they're offering other products, but we are everywhere. Every pump station will have our products on it. And, I love uh, that. We've got to introduce you to our friend, Chef Matt Cooper, Mercedes-Benz Stadiums in Atlanta, Georgia. He is the most pioneering and innovative chef in the NFL, as far as I'm concerned. We've got to get you connected with him. I want to give you the chance to finish, because I know we've kept you 10 minutes longer than we said that we would. I'm enjoying this conversation. The only thing missing is actually having a bite of food together right now and tasting this. Will you come back and do a tasting with us as we Definitely. really get ready for opening day in the ballparks and summer barbecuing season? Because your flavors become the flavors of summer. And they really become the way we paint the flavor of summer in our own homes and backyards. And that's yeah, that's exactly what we want. We want the food to shine. We want you to shine. You know, we want the people and the families to shine, and the kids to feel better and be happy about everything that they're eating. So, you know, and the and the the parents to be able to let the kids just go nuts with a ketchup bottle or dump a barbecue sauce bottle on everything and not feel guilty about it at all. Yeah. You know. Abe, it's been really. Such a pleasure to have you. Will you remind everybody where we can find your great products in distribution at the grocery stores we go to all over the country? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, the ketchup has the most distribution. Um, you know, we're in about a thousand Walmarts and uh, 1700 Kroger's. Um, you can find uh, a lot of our products, especially the barbecues and the mustards and Whole Foods nationally and in Sprouts. Sprouts is our best um, retailer. They carry almost all our products. So our sriracha, our mustards, our barbecue sauces, our ketchup. Um, but check our website. If you go to truemadefoods.com, find the Find Us uh, page. It, it's, we have a great store locator that will tell you where our products are carried and what products are carried near you. Um, and you can also order online or through Amazon. Um, we got multi-packs and different types of things, too. Uh, use the code THANKYOU, all caps, and uh, one word to get a little discount on our website. And, uh, yeah, happy to work with you all. Anytime, please. Thank you so much for being here and congratulations. And thank you for doing this really tough work. It takes a long time to make a really big dent in an industry that doesn't always want to change. But when I saw what I saw at South by Southwest and the future of food, I can tell you that there is a lot of really exciting change coming. And I really want to salute you for not only your service to the country, but for your service to your fellow man for making food better for ourselves and our kids. That is a giant mission. And um, thank you for undertaking it for us and for persevering to the point where we have this much um, shared experience with it. 
go out and try it. It's really, it's going to be one of those things that makes one of those big differences without a big sacrifice. That may be the best thing of all. Thank you, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Thanks for telling our story. We wouldn't be here without people like you. So thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Whether you are thinking about becoming a restaurateur or you are already in the business, Michael Politz has written a must read, The Food and Beverage Magazine's Guide to Restaurant Success. Pick up your copy today at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Books A Million, or wherever fine books are sold.